Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons & Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be the Dungeon Master. My name is Megan Kelleher, my pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elkin, whose pronouns are also she, her. I'm Cage, I'll be playing Soul Red Bluthammer, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Danny, I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she, hers. I'm Rob, I'll be playing Info Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. I'm Adam DeWeese, I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepard, who goes by they, them. Last time on Eclipse, you all responded to a distress call from Chandros, which is an aquatic planet that's a couple days travel away from Terrell. You had been called there to help out some Aarakocras who were in need, and now you are at a Lizardfolk settlement where you are trying to ask for help because you heard that they and the Aarakocra have a common enemy in the Salaguin, which you've been hunting down for quite some time now. Last time, you all came up to this Lizardfold settlement, and it of course is in the middle of a giant swamp, and Info jumped out of the ship with no abandon, land in the water, and got attacked by three crocodiles. Two of them were normal-sized crocodiles, and one of them was an extremely large albino crocodile. Watching you fight these crocodiles were a small tribe of Lizardfold, and after you defeated the crocodiles, they approached you all, and one of them was named Sultan. Uh, Sultan spoke with you all. You actually invited him on the ship. And I believe he actually killed the little fish parasite creature. I don't think either of those things exist anymore. Now, you have all asked for Sultan's help, and he informed you that he is not the leader of the Lizardfolk tribe, but there is indeed an emperor inside under in an underground cave. And now you are all being led towards the entrance of this Lizardfolk den. So, what are you all doing? I believe I'm still riding piggyback. <laughs> Whiskey doesn't have much choice. Whiskey's going where Sultane's going. Yep. He's moving very quickly. It seems like he knows how to traverse this, this swamp pretty well. And he just has long legs. So, you're like, you feel like this is probably the fastest you've ever moved. <laughs> I'm going to take out Apricot because I sort of feel like we've established that they understand what pets are and... They seem kind of afraid of me, so I feel like she might be safe. As long as she doesn't have to stay in my pocket the whole time, because I feel kind of guilty keeping her hidden away if she doesn't have to, you know. So I'll take her out and put her on my shoulder. Yeah, last time Stoltan was fascinated with Howard. I think Sultan like saw that Howard could be food and also could be a pet. Like it's like he understood both concepts and that was just fine with him. But you were all being led towards the cave. Come on! It's this way! A little bit further! And he's waving you all on as the distance between you and him is growing the more and more just because he's so much better at walking through this swamp. My little short dwarf legs, my 25 feet of movement. The closer you get to the mouth of the cave, you're going to see more of those structures that are kind of a, a combination of pieces of wood and pieces of bone and stone that have been put up into kind of like bunker walls. Um, that's where the lizard folk were hiding when you had all first approached. They kind of just exist as small barricades before you get to the actual front of the cave. Uh, the front of the cave does not have a door or anything like that. But once again, there are multiple of these kind of bone and rock bunkers that have been built directly in front of it, uh, perhaps to make it a little bit easier to defend. But there is currently no one that's looking very defensive anymore. You do see that there are two normal-sized lizard folks standing outside of the cave. They're both wielding spears but they have the spears held in such a way they aren't threatened by you all, and they do not question anything as you're being led into this cave by Sultan. I was just asking, how's, how's the lighting in here? Is it... Uh... It's sensual. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode, sensual lighting. It's still daytime, and as you get to the front of the cave, you can see that there are torches that have been put, at least right there on the very front of the cave, burning, and there is... Uh, 
a dim light shining from within the darkness as well. So you can assume they probably have torches and things. You don't have to worry about not being able to see. So you were led into this cave, and as you go inside, you can tell that the inside of this cave looks much more um, architecturally civilized than the outside. It's not just a naturally carved cave. There is stonework that has been designed in here. It seems like maybe these tunnels were originally carved out by some sort of creature, but there are bricks and bones and things that line the edge of the tunnel to give it additional support as well as interesting design. As soon as you walk inside, there are another four lizard folk that are standing there as if guarded. Um, They kind of move at first as if to react, but the moment they see Sultan, he's going to give them a big smile and go, ah, don't worry, these are friends. We come to take them to Emperor. And uh, they immediately just step back and no longer look concerned. In fact, they look relieved that they don't have to do any of their jobs today. (laughs) And you're not even a minute into this cave when you realize this is a very complex cave system. It's very labyrinthian in a way. You've already seen two or three different winding tunnels that have gone in opposite directions as you all continue on this main path. You've also noticed as you go inside that there are rooms and and separate actual areas that do have wooden doors that these lizard folk presumably had built. And every couple feet, there are just more lizard folk standing guard. And they all kind of respond in the same way. They look surprised when they see a large group, especially when they see non-lizard folk. But the moment that Sultan kind of gives them a gesture that it's okay, they seem to relax instantly. So yeah, this is the place. Um, my my room's down that way a little bit. Uh, you know, my mom, she's she's down there a little bit with my dad. They're hanging out. Uh, you know, they they don't fight so good anymore. But she's a great warrior too. Mm. Well, that's great. I, I, yeah. Do you all do you all have houses too where you come from? Oh yeah, we got we got places to live. Well, I don't know if I still have it. I, I haven't been paying my rent since I got on that ship. I might not have it now that I think about that, but I used to have one. What about you, Bird King? Is your nest outside or you have big room cave? Me? (laughs) Yeah. Great warrior Bird King. I live in a monastery, which is like a big giant nest with a bunch of other Bird Kings who all like to think about death. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. Um, We also all fight all the time. It's like we think about death and then we fight. Oh. It's chill. Are they all great warriors then? Like Yes. That's where I learned everything I know. Oh, so you're not the the best warrior? I'm one of them. I I like to think that I am, you know, sort of you know, we we like to be humble in the monastery, but I like to think I'm one of the better fighters. Yeah, you're really good. No one's ever killed big monster before. Really? Yeah, I mean, other crocodiles, they some are nice and some are mean, but Big monster always causing problems. You help us a lot. Well, I'm very glad to hear that because we would ask a favor of you in return. Uh, okay. Maybe we should ask the emperor when we see him. Sure, yeah, okay. She's a great warrior and lives with other great warriors. She's in a place where they uh, they fight a lot and think of death. It's real cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, anyways... This is our place. Um, lots of lizards down here. We like to fight and stuff too. It's like um, uh, um, her, uh, the monast- monastery thing. Yeah, monastery. Yeah, that. Okay. Y- y'all think about death too? Are you like all about the dying? Huh? Or is- well, um, that's what she does. She she fights things and then they think about death and dying and, and that. Do you think about dying after you fight things, or you just you know? Fight things and try not to die. I I don't know. I just I'm great warrior. I just fight and and, and I win. Oh okay yeah. I, I mean I'm not dead yet. Well that's right. You aren't dead yet. I'm very glad you're not because otherwise I'd have to walk through all that water and that would have that wouldn't have been very much fun. Anyways, it's just a little further. We just have to keep going this way and um um we'll, it'll wind around the thing and he's like pointing up at like nothing like as if you all know what he's trying to visualize and be like and uh well we'll be there soon enough oh and uh they should be making your uh your vests and things because you're such great warriors nice but um we're gonna keep the head if that's okay uh yeah i don't think we don't have any problems with that right 
No, I have I have no I have no need for a head. Alright. I mean Info might like it for, for some science, but No, I don't need head. I, I wouldn't mind the teeth though. I I'll uh can can we get some teeth maybe from that thing? Oh, uh, you can have teeth though. We just want head. That's gonna look real cool. Put it in front of the cave, then all the enemies be super scared, you know? Alright, that that sounds great. We'll we'll take a, a tooth or two. Cool, they're 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 t- they're giving us the teeth, that's great. What are they gonna do with the head? He just told us they're gonna put it up and put it outside and scare off things with the big Well, meat. I can't understand him. Oh, well turn your suit on, damn it. You're all walking through this cave, and it really is a, a quite complex cave. In fact, it looks like there are hundreds of passageways, and you pass at least twenty or thirty different lizard folk as you're moving through this cave. Finally, you'll come around to the largest door that you've seen the entire time that you've been inside this cave. And it is a very large double door made of some sort of dark wood. It looks to be about 10 or 11 feet tall. And there are these handles that are made of skulls. The skulls, uh, you're not sure what creature they're from, but they don't look like human skulls or elf skulls or dwarf skulls or anything like that. They look like they've come from some sort of creature. They're very large. It's very possible that they are drake skulls but those are being used as doorknobs. He's going to walk up to the door and go, All right, you all just stay here. Um, I go tell Emperor Orso that we're coming for meeting, and um, don't run away anywhere because uh, people might be scared. All right, we, we'll stay right, right here. And the big lizard's going to knock on the door uh, with his big lizard fist and then open it and slip inside and slam it shut behind him. What are you all doing right now, now that you are alone and standing in the torchlight deep into this lizard cave? Info's going to wander around. <laughs> God damn it. He just told us not to go anywhere, Info. I wasn't paying attention. Mm. <laughs> well, no shit. All right, Info, where are you going to go? Currently where you're standing, you have come from your right. So if you're facing the door, you've come from your right. You know, you know that in the direction you came from, it's forked into two directions, not too far from where you're standing. But the path also continues to your left. Info will continue to the left. Do we have, like, a tile keychain we could stick to them? (laughs) Mm, As long as they don't go too far, I can keep my telepathic link. But um, it's happened before. Don't don't go too far. We don't want to piss off these lizard folk. We're trying to get them to help us. I'm not the one we got left behind on a temple. I'm I'm gonna cast uh fairy fire on info. <laughs> I'm gonna put some uh bright green light on on them so that we don't lose them. I just use my first level spell slot. Info starts to wander off, and the rest of you, I guess, don't really stop him. You just cast the fairy fire on him, so now he is glowing multiple colors. He's like a chromatic light bulb, and. Just as Info gets maybe 20 or 30 feet away, the door is going to open. Except this time the door does not just slightly open. Both of the big doors go and they start to pull inward and open entirely. Standing in the middle of the doorway is Sultan. He's going to go, okay, you come in. I'm so ready for you now. Hey, where's Robot Man? I'll telepathically say to him. All right, Info. They're uh, they're ready for us already. <sighs> All right. He comes like walking back Come around, on. glowing like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn off the fairy fire. That was a waste of a first level spell slot, but you never know. Hey, I thought I told you don't go wandering around. He's pointing at Info, who's now like walking back. Mm. I didn't wander around. I wandered straight ahead what? and then came back. What's he saying? <laughs> to move his legs if he if he doesn't move his legs they get all rusted up and, and then he can't move again he was in the water it, it's that metal thing it he didn't go far he just had to you know not seize it oh okay cool 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 and he's gonna turn around oh come this way and he's waving you on even though literally you can see his throne room like directly in front of you he's waving you forward like as if you can't and in front of you there is this room it's a a, a pretty large room it's about 50 feet wide and i would say maybe 60 or 70 feet long inside the room are a whole bunch of colorful gemstones that line the walls on either side there are also more of these skulls that have been embedded into the walls and 
The skulls that are embedded definitely come from a variety of creatures. Some of them look just like the doorknobs that were outside the door. And there are a lot more of these skulls embedded in here than in the walls as you were walking through. So they definitely look like they were put here to be decorative. In the room, you see another six lizard folk. There are two on either side of the room standing guard. There's a very, very small one standing onto your right holding a staff, uh, not a spear, but like a kind of like a wizard staff that has a gem crystal on top of it. And then there is a throne that is sitting atop a rug. And on top of the rug, you see another lizard folk. This lizard folk is definitely smaller than Sultan. Uh, the lizard appears to have uh, more feminine features and is also wearing not armor like all the lizard folk that you've seen so far, but instead a red and blue cloak that is adorned with... Um, it kind of looks like sequin gems, except they're real gems. They're not like plastic sequins, obviously. And this lizard folk is just sitting on this throne, kind of awaiting for you all to enter. Sultan will go, come on, this is Orso. She's emperor of all of us. Come on, you can talk to her and um, whatever that thing is you wanted. And he walks in and goes, Orso, these are great warriors I tell you about. This one, Bird King, should kill big monster. I respectfully take a knee in front of Orso, and I think to myself, God, I'm part of the problem. I can be a female bird king, and yet I assumed an emperor had to be a man. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I take a respectful knee and sort of, uh, I think I kind of uh, jerk my head to try and get the others to um, show their respects as well. Yeah, Silver will follow and, and kind of like look around awkwardly, and then when she sees that... That Ava's kneeled down, she'll kneel down too. Yeah, Whiskey's gonna do the same thing. Uh, I will say telepathically to Whiskey, hey, do you have, are you able to do uh, tongues again? Um, I mean, it's it's still up for a little while. Do I need to, to make someone else talk? Should I shut no, up? No, 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 no. I was just thinking, like, if yours was about to run out, maybe next time we should cast it on the other person so then everyone can talk to him. Oh, yeah. I think you can do that. I'm not sure. I've never seen anybody cast it before, but I think I read that in a book somewhere. Not positive. But either way, we could just, we don't even, maybe they speak, whatever. Okay. My knees are hurting down here. Sorry, I'll shut up in your mind now. (laughs) (laughs) So these are the warriors, and, uh, oh no, something hurt? Your knees hurt? Yeah, let's stand up. This is silly. I'm um, suddenly very concerned. I'm going to stand yeah. up because now I, I just, I feel like this was a, a swing and a miss oh. right there. <laughs> oh, sorry, Orso. They're, they're strange. They don't even talk very good. Well, no, we can talk just fine. Thank you. You just can't always understand the, the stuff that we say. Is it just a different language? Oh, yeah. This one can talk. She's Burr King Pet. She's really good, good warrior, too. Yeah, um... Hi, I'm Whiskey. I'm the Bird King's pet, and uh, I, I can talk same same language as you. So, uh, hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. And Bird King pet have her own pet too, Howard. Oh yeah, this is Howard. He's my buddy. He's not food. Orso is looking at you all with these reptilian eyes. Um, Orso does not look like she would be like this crazy good fighter or something. In fact, she looks kind of elderly. So you know, maybe at some time in her life. But she definitely seems like the kind to not be nearly as impulsive as Sultan. She takes a moment to listen and kind of just observe how you're all acting. And then she will suddenly speak. Welcome. I am Orso, the emperor here. And you realize she's speaking in common. Collective sigh of relief. The Lord. (sighs) Holy shit. Yes, I, um... She just used common, guys! I just, like, squeeze Whiskey's shoulder. (laughs) Thank you for your service. I'm gonna shut up now. Yes, I am Orso, and yes, I can speak your tongue quite well. Why have you come to my swamp, and what is Sultan here talking about? One of you killed the great white beast, is that true? Uh, yes, your majesty, excellence... Uh, scaliness. I did dispatch of the large beast, and we wish to pay our respects to you. Uh, with that, which is why we were kneeling. We kneel for authority. Where well, we're supposed to. Uh, where we come from. My name is Ava. 
Uh, you met Whiskey. This is my other pet, Apricot. She's also not food. And uh, we are the crew of the Eclipse, or the Gary, uh, as we like to call it. We are from the Lord's Armada, and we would ask a favor of your great people. Sultan is just standing there like wide-eyed, like he's not sure what's going on because he's just been cut out of the conversation effectively since he does not understand any of you all. And it does not seem like Sultan, based on the way he looks at least, had any idea that the uh, emperor could speak the same language as all of you. Uh, Orso, on the other hand, will just kind of fold her clawed fingers. Well... It's good to see that you have come to not make war with us. But Sultan here says you've come to ask a favor. What favor do your Lord's Alliance ask of us? The favor isn't exactly from the Lord's Alliance. It's actually we are working... And don't freak out. We are working with the Aarakocra against an enemy that we believe is affecting both of you. Her eyes will immediately narrow. And what do they want with me and my tribe here? We haven't done anything to them. No, we were wondering. Have we, Sultan? She says that part in Draconic. No, no, we do nothing. I don't mess with, with the bird people. She bird king. No, we were. She would kind of roll her eyes. <sighs> He's not the brightest stone in the pond. Well, it does take all kinds. Uh, we were more wondering whether anything had happened to you. We we seek information. Um, one of my uh, crew members is a physician, a doctor, uh, Dr. Shepard. Would you care to describe what we found, this like strange anomaly that we found at the Aarakocra village? Mm, there is a fishy parasite burrowing into a lizard folk and Sahugan brains. Have you seen anything similar? <sighs> now, Sahugan, that's a word I detest even more than those Aarakocra. No. Why? What have they done now? And what are you exactly? I don't mean to be rude, but are you some sort of fish creature, an octopus perhaps. Mm, Illithid? Never heard of you. Mine flare? Yes, doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Not an octopus, that's for sure. What is this Lord's Alliance? I, I admit I haven't traveled across this entire planet, but I've never heard of your group, your kind. And you certainly are very strange. Even I can tell you're not all the same species. Well, I'm I'm a dwarf, uh, and uh, I'm my name's Sol Red, by the way. And she like waves her hand briefly. Like first we were kneeling, and now she's not really sure what to do. <laughs> um, we're not from this planet. What do you mean you're not from this planet? Well, we have um this spaceship. She like says that like with a question because. She's not sure whether that's something that they're going to comprehend. Uh, this mechanical thing that lets us travel really far, really fast. She's going to think for a moment and then look over at the small lizard folk creature that's standing to the side. Minxie, what are they talking about? And the little creature will, the little lizard folk on the side will walk up to her and start whispering in her ear and then she'll go ah oh i see minxie here informs me that there are other planets beyond the stars quite interesting minxie why do you hold this information from me minxie's going to look down at the ground ashamed in themselves um, meanwhile or so we'll look back to you all well i'm not sure i understand it Probably some magic, no doubt, but if you truly come from another planet, that would explain why I've never seen any of you or heard of your alliance. But still, what does that have to do with the Aarakocra and those Sawagwin? Why are you in my halls? I understand you're great warriors, but why are you here? The Aarakocra, uh, they reached out to our organization, the Lord's Alliance, asking for help. And 
we think that you all may have a common enemy. So that's why we're here. To fight the Sowagon. Or the fish things living in their heads. Maybe both. I mean, Sultan did a real good job of, of squishing that one fish thingy for us. He, he was real good at it. So. Yeah, ask Sultan about the fish. She'll quickly switch to Draconic. Sultan, is this true? You've seen this fritch creature they're talking about. You've killed it. Oh, yeah. I went on the big flying monster thing, and there was big fish monster thing, and I squished it, and now it's dead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, yeah. I went on the big flying monster thing, and there was big fish monster thing, and I squished it, and now it's dead. She'll just look back at you all. You never get much information out of him, but he's a good fighter. Anyways, I still don't understand what these fish things have to do with me. Obviously, if there are any Sawagun threatening my lands, we will defend it. But I don't understand how the Sawagun connect, how the Sawagun have anything to do with those accursed Aarakocra. And furthermore, are you telling me that Aarakocra can travel between planets as well? Not yet. They're working on it. I never really considered going to the stars before. Well, I mean, we just, we just want to make sure that these weird fish thingies don't start eating your brains. So there are more of these fish thingies. Probably. Are they dangerous? Yes. Well, yeah, they, they killed the, the Sauguin that they lived in. They? <laughs> Minksy's the only one that starts laughing. It seems like Minksy might be the only other one that understands comment. Oh, was that Minksy's laugh right there, or was that... <laughs> no, that was that was Orso, but, but Minksy's laughing as well. Mm, yes, the Sauguin died this time, but if they went in your nose and your brain, then... You would die. Yes, but why would I ever have any of these fish things in my brain? Well... My lands are quite well defended. I assure you, no fish things will be making it into my court. Even if you made it in here, she looks at Dr. Shepard. Even if they didn't infect you, whoever has a fish thing in their brain can attack your people and... We would hate for that to happen. It's already happened to the Aarakocra. They've suffered a great loss. Their god is, they're not really sure what's going on. It might be dead or just like in a coma, but something bad is happening. And we're just trying to figure out if anybody else in the area has experienced similar weird fish experiences. That comment gets a start out of her. What is this? What do you mean their bird god is dead? How is that possible? The rock? Sure, sure. Whatever it is. That, that, that giant bird, it controls the skies. I, I mean, it's a killer from what I hear. Wells. How could it be killed by these fish things? Lots of Sauagin. You're telling me the Sauagin killed this bird god of theirs? With the fish brains. That's what we were told. We only saw the god once it was already a dead god. So if these fish brain things can kill it... The fish brain things can probably kill you, and we don't want you to die either, so you might, could maybe help us and not die. Very well. What do you need from me? I mean, what can I do against these creatures you mentioned that can kill a god? Well, you do have some pretty fierce warriors, and Solred looks over at, like, Sultan. Uh, the more help we can get, I think the better chance we'll have against them. Sultan's already... Taking out one of the fish parasite things. Yes, I suppose this is true. And yet they can somehow still kill a god. 
quite the conundrum, I would say. Yeah, we're scratching our heads on that one a little bit as well. Well, if it's a threat to those Aarakocas, then no doubt it would be a threat to us. And there are more of these fish creatures, you say. How many of them are there? How many of my warriors do you Probably need? all of them. All of them? Go ahead and make a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing that? I think Solred was the one talking the most about this. Yeah, Solred said it first. I have minus two to my persuasion. <laughs> This is not going to go well. Could I, if since I, I don't really know how many we need, could I pose it as deception? If you lie. Okay, so for persuasion, that's an 11. That's better than I thought. I rolled a 13, so. <laughs> she looks up to Sultan, switching once more to Draconic. Sultan, you are to grab 12 of your fiercest warriors and accompany this team of fighters and go find out what is going on here. And she'll turn to you all and switch back to Common. I will allow you to take Sultan here and 12 of his fighters. And if Sultan determines that the threat is bigger, then perhaps I will lend you more of my blades. Does this seem agreeable to you? It does. Pending more information, I think that's fair, Your Excellency. I'll say telepathically. <laughs> telepathically is so red. Uh, that's way better than I thought after that big old bluff. <laughs> Solred probably thinks she did a really good job on that one. I feel like it's not bad, 13. I mean... Before we go, is there anything that you can think of that's been strange or unusual around here recently in the past few weeks or so? Anything at all? Well, I admit I haven't left this cave in quite some time many days. But I've heard talk that the storms have been worse lately. The floods have been more frequent. But that's about it. I would say that the five of you and your friend Howard here are the strangest things that I have seen in many months. And hearing that the Aarakocra's godbird has been slain is by far the strangest thing I've heard in many seasons. But I still have questions for you before I let you leave here with my warriors. Of course I will lend them to you, but don't get it mixed up. It is only because I wish to defend my colony here. You see, I am responsible for all of them, and there are nearly 200 of us at this point. It is quite a heavy burden, and I must be certain that we are safe. And I am still not fully certain I can trust all of you. Certainly, I can trust you more than those feathered fiends, but I don't know. It all seems too odd. You say this god bird has died, and now here you are, creatures I've never seen. Your skin, it's so light. I've never seen such a thing. Where are your feathers? Where are your scales? I don't have any. A simple birth defect, no doubt. Howard looks very normal, if a little on the small side. But you, your skin is so smooth. And you, I know I jest, but you are the most normal out of all of them. And pointing at Dr. Shepard, you at least seem fit for this water. Or seem fit for the oceans of this planet. They all seem to be convinced you're like a fish. <laughs> mm, I don't, I can't, I can't even swim that well. In our world, there are many different types of way to look and all of the ways that we look are considered within the realm of normal it's just a, on our planet things are a little different there's not as much water oh really that is quite interesting what do you do how do you get around if you cannot swim through the water spaceships minxie is going to lean over and whisper again into orso's ear for a second and then Orso will look a little perplexed for a moment. Really? You travel across the sky that way? And then uh, look over to you all. Minxie here says that your spaceships are capable of taking you from planet to planet at very high speeds and that you don't require the water to travel. That is quite interesting. How big is this spaceship and where can I get one? Info's going to chime in. It, better question. How does Wormtongue there know all this? What? This thing talks? <laughs> Who are you? 
I thought that was a statuette. <laughs> Some sort of gift. Uh, well, close. I was taking a power no, nap. He, he makes coffee for us. Well, he has a friend that makes coffee for us. This is another way you can be normal in our world. Well, normal's a stretch for this one, but... <laughs> I'm not normal, I'm just hard. It's another... Go ahead and touch him. Yeah, go and touch me, I'm hard. Only if you want. Hold only, me. only if you want to, Your Majesty. I think I'm okay. I'm not like wood, I'm metal. You want to. <laughs> Somehow I think I'll be able to contain myself without touching it. How does, um, uh, Minsky know so much? Oh, Minxy here? Uh, how do they know so much? Minxy here is my aura, of course. Minxy knows most things. Ah, Minxy. And she'll pat Minxy on the back. And Minxy's, like, flinching and, like, cowering with each hit. It's not really a hit, but with each, like, pat on the back. It seems like Minxy's very, like, timid. Um, But then, you know, Minxy's not, like, running away or anything. Yes, Minxy helps me run the operation here. Very smart Minxy is, knows many things. Right. Info's gonna lean over and kind of look at him and kind of, like, motion for him to come over to him and just say, Hey, Mickey, come <laughs> here. Come here. I'll have a word with you. Okay, I want to talk to you for hey, a second. Mickey, you're so Don't. fine. I'm like, I'm trying to like, low-key, like, uh-uh. Mm. I'm like, dressing my hand in front of my chest, like, Wag my finger, like, don't do that. <laughs> Minxy will look to Orso, and Orso will nod. And Minxy will walk forward, not all the way up to Info, but just like two or three feet closer, staying kind of close to Sultan, but standing and looking up at Info nonetheless. Minxy seems to be trembling and shaking just looking at you. Minxy is maybe like three feet tall. And um, the... The mage staff that Minxie has seems to be taller than they are. Info's gonna uh, lean down and get like eye level. Like, hey, little buddy, you want a piggyback ride? <laughs> Minxie's eyes will widen and they'll start shaking their head no very quickly. All right. How do you know all this shit? Minxie will look up and then scratch their head and then point at the crystal on the staff and it begins to glow. And then it goes back dim again. Info wants to look at that staff closer. Gonna like lean over toward it. All right, make an arcana check. Holy oh, shit. Wow. 25. 25. Holy shit. Jeez. That's like the last two episodes. You've rolled so many rolls over 20. It's I have high end. Mm-hmm. And so arcana is plus yeah, seven. I could have used that earlier. Yeah. yeah, artificers are the shit. It looks like this is a enchanted mage staff. And it does seem like... The crystal that is on the staff is filled with magical power and seems to be emitting a quite powerful magical presence. It uh, It's hard to really know too much about it, even with the 25, but you know for a fact, like, this is the source of Minxie's magic. And you can tell just from the magic that's radi- radiating off of it, the crystal is certainly more powerful than a single crystal coil. So you can assume that, you know, Minxie is some sort of spellcaster uh that might specialize in in divination and kind of just knowing things minxie if it was if it's all right with the emperor of course would you like to see a real spaceship in real life with your own eyes you want me to see this the spaceship just if you think it would be interesting if you want we could take uh Mikey here to the the ship and he could report back to you if you're worried about your safety or anything. It's Minxie, and yes, I suppose anywhere I go, Minxie will be there at my side. Where is this ship of yours? I'm not going near those Aarakocras. I've seen how they make deals in the past. It always leads to conflict with them. Right, we're we're just outside. It's, It's not far. Your ship is here right now. It's in the swamp. Yeah, Sultan was on it with us. She looks once again perplexed. I thought you said these ships travel across the stars. They do. This is not a star. They can, they have a park function as well. Yes. Wait, are all the stars just planets? No. No, no. Stars are different things. But we go past the stars to get to other planets. Minxie will lean over and whisper into Orso's ear. Minxie, er, Orso looks almost kind of upset this time. Well, why didn't you tell me that earlier, Minxie? Why do you always wait to tell me things? <laughs> Don't you think a emperor should know about stars? Sorry, Minxie is bright. 
They just don't know when to tell me things I need to know. Says it kind of a condescending way. Yes, yes, Minxie is very mysterious in their ways. I'm not always certain what they're thinking, but that's why we love Minxie. <laughs> Once again, like, patting Minxie on the back a little too roughly. We could give you some blueprints, maybe, or you could start working on your own. I don't know if we're supposed to do that. I'll say telepathically, there's... There, they're years. They're years away. I think we're fine. I th- I'm sure by the time they've got like metal smelting down, we should be on like the next gen of Garrier too. Based on their weapons and some of the architecture and stuff, you do think that they do know how to do some basic blacksmithing. But yeah, they're not very far along. They're not making like steel. It's still like rough iron and stuff like that. Well, we have brochures on the ship to explain stars. I can give you one of those when we get there. Um, can I make an insight check on Minxie to see if they are really just a very, like, nervous little vizier or whether there might be more going on? Yeah, sure. Please roll good, because if you don't, I'll never... Mm-mm-mm, 13. I'm never going to know. You're looking at Minxie, and the more you look at Minxie, you're pretty sure this is a kobold. <laughs> Second of all, you're fairly certain <laughs> kobolds don't live on this planet. I kind of love this. <laughs> what the fuck is this kobold doing here? I have I just clocked Minxie? <laughs> like, uh, well, I'm not saying oh shit. Um, is Minsky the big bad? So you don't know if there's anything going on. Like, like you're not certain of the relationship between the emperor and Minxie, other than it's definitely her vizier. And who knows what else is going on. But you're like pretty certain that one, the emperor doesn't know that this is not a lizard folk. And that two, this is most likely a kobold. Um, do I what like I'm trying to think like what I would know about kobolds, like just from being on Toro, like they exist there. right? Yeah, I mean, you know what kobolds are. You know that. You know that when you're in Waterdeep and you run into kobolds, they tend to be more like you know they tend to interact with people and buy things and kind of behave themselves but very similar to goblins most of the time not all of them obviously but most of the time they're kind of troublemakers um you know if not worse now obviously in large cities like Waterdeep, you know they do what they can and a lot of them are, are even in it for business and stuff but yeah kobolds as far as at least on torrell usually are up to something um, you're not really sure. Minxie here definitely seems like in a constant fear almost, but also appears to be very wise and knows things beyond what the, even the emperor seems to know. And then they also have this magic staff. So they are definitely some sort of spellcaster. I think what I want to do is like sidle up to Dr. Shepard and just sort of say like, wow. I wonder what it must be like to live in Minxie's head with all of that knowledge. I wonder what that would be like. What goes on in that head? As I'm pulling up what exactly my <laughs> telepathy does. Do you have the detect thoughts spell? Um, yeah, I'm looking at that too. And that's why I'm thinking like I don't think my telepathy can do quite like that. Um, oh, okay. It's more of just a one-to-one communication. Yeah. I know detect thoughts. No, I don't have that. But that's what we need right now. That's where you can get kind of a beat on uh, where they're kind of at mentally. As you're all sitting here, the emperor will say, I will come and see your ship, but I'm not going with you to find out about these fish creatures. And like I said, you better not be bringing me towards those Aarakocra. I do not feel like speaking to them today. That's fine. They didn't want to talk to you either, so. That's why they sent us. Guess what? We bailed on them. <laughs> what do you mean you, you bailed on them? They told us to wait and we just left. Well, shush. Don't don't go spilling our secrets. That's my job. Th- I thought they would think it was funny. I think it's pretty funny. I, I'm not sure how they'll feel about it, though. It was just one. Don't even remember their name. Axel. Fucking Axel. <laughs> Very well. I suppose it would benefit me and my tribe here to come see this ship you speak of. After all, Minxie says knowledge is power. Anyhow, I hear you've ordered some leather vests from... (laughs) 
<laughs> ordered some lizard. Wow. <laughs> Almost said les- lizard vest. <laughs> ordered ordered some, some lesb- I hear you've oh ordered God. some lesbian vests. say it. <laughs> Lesbian vests. You look like Dykes on bikes after this. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to need all new character art after this arc. Minxie, you are to accompany me. And we will also bring Sultan. And Orso will switch once again to Draconic. Sultan, you are going to accompany me and I am going to go on their ship. If anything should happen, you will defend me with your life. Do you understand? Uh, yeah, of course, Orso. I'm uh, a great warrior. I always defend you, right? Yes, I suppose you do. As for the rest of you, will we all be going to the ship together, or are you going to be waiting for your vests to be finished? Mm. Sultan tells me that they're being made from that corpse of the monster you slayed for us. Oh, cool. How long will that take? Oh, I don't know. Just maybe a couple hours. Why? Are we in a hurry? I mean, we we can go look at the ship, and then... We can wait. Uh, oh, no, I was hoping for a six-hour nap, actually. We'll give you a tour. That's That sounds like a good idea. Oh, uh, Shepard, I, I need to have an internal meeting with you in my head. Yeah? Sup? <laughs> Is that all you needed? No. You know, like, they can see us just standing here right now look, making, looking at each other. So we're just, like, probably looking between the two. They're lizard people. They're, they're probably not that smart. Yeah, Orso looks visibly confused. Like, she's like... In mid-conversation, everyone's silent, and there's just people, like, staring at each other. Uh, after I take my nap, I have a plan. Okay. We need to uh, get the the squirrely dude <laughs> away from the old leather bag lady. And okay. after I take my nap, if we can get his staff away, I can use my disguise myself spell and take his place. You know what? And then you guys can interrogate him on the ship. When we were back in town, I bought a hat of disguise, and I've never used it once. And I keep thinking, you know what? You should use that hat of disguise. I always forget it every time. You believe that? Yeah, we've been we've been sitting quietly for a while now. We should probably get back um, to everybody else that's looking at us right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we probably should. Well, Whiskey wants to... Whiskey wants to be a bit of a distraction, you know, maybe take away the attention from the weirdos in the corner. Hey, Sultan, can I, can I get another one of them piggyback rides? Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> she scrambles up his back. Yeah, hop on up, bro. <laughs> so nice being tall. I don't get to do this very often. Yeah, I'm always tall. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're, you're a, a big old lizard. Oh, have you ever tried being small? Um, maybe when I was little. (laughs) You don't like maybe try crawling on your hands and knees to see what it's like from down here. See what it's like from uh, from Minxie's perspective. (laughs) Definitely not. I'm bigger than my dad. Well, dang, I I I don't think I'm bigger than either of my folks. Oh, are they giant like me? Are they also big warriors? No, no, they're they're small, but still bigger than me. Oh. Are they bigger than Minxie, though? Uh? Yeah, yeah, I think my dad's bigger than Minxie. <laughs> Minxie's so small, no one knows why. <laughs> and he's going to pat Minxie on the back really hard, like way harder than Orso was. Wait, what do you mean no one knows why? Isn't it, why? I don't know, Minxie just small. Like, right, Minxie, why so small? And Minxie just looks panicked again and kind of shrugs and then looks at the floor. I, I want to take a closer look at this Minxie fella. I mean, you're looking and you're like, yeah, this is a fucking kobold. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's... Like, it doesn't have the plumage. It, like, looks... It's just also reptilian. It's otherwise quite different from the lizard folk. Like, that we've all taken turns closely examining this guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think... When uh, Sultan's like pointing out, like, I don't know why this thing's so small. I think that's when everybody else would start to look at it really closely and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. At least he's bigger than Howard, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bigger than Howard. That's for sure. Because last time we uh, established that Howard's not. I thought Howard was like an iguana. You said Howard's like a little tiny, like three inch. <laughs> and like a null little lizard. lizard. Oh. <laughs> so. Yeah. He's tiny and cute. Yeah. Anyways. Um, 
Are we going to ship now? Or are we waiting uh, for everyone? Are you ready, Emperor Orso? And uh, Orso's like, yes, that's a good question. You said you needed to rest. Are you doing that now? Or are you not accompanying us to your ship? Well, I mean, we can go with you and we can give you a tour, right? Right? We, we like to give tours. Make it look all... Oh, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I should... Yeah, uh, I can show you the engine room. It's really cool. Mm, you like lima beans? Oh, yeah, we got lots of lima well, beans, too. Not as many as before you joined, but... Oh, it's also a bit of a mess, just FYI, because we totally mutilated some bodies in there. <laughs> yeah, Whiskey just realized that. Well, Orso will stand up and kind of uh, flatten down her robe and fix it. Well, normally I don't like to leave my cavern, but now I'm quite excited to see this ship that can travel between the stars. Come on, Minxie. We're going on a visit. (laughs) Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We have gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com, where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network. So you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week. So we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.